mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad. We're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going on? Oh, Chris, I, um, I'm good. I'm good. Heading, heading off on holiday in a little while, so Ooh, I'm just uh, sort of perusing the uh, websites of how to enter certain countries and how to uh, what PCR tests I need what do I need to fill in it's all uh, it's all roundly tedious but it'll be worth it once I get there <laughs> yeah I mean up until recently it was ridiculous the whole if you come to Japan you had to have like 500 tests you had to quarantine mm. in a hotel room for six days and then you'd get on the train in Tokyo and then catch the bloody coronavirus anyway because like 200,000 people had it. Absolute ludicrous nonsense. Uh, way overboard, but I suppose I have to do something. I saw a video with um, Norm, Tokyo Lens, who's just come back from Canada, mm. and he's been, he did a good video uh, in quarantine in a, in a very tiny hotel room. I also did a video this week that I massively regret. With Joey the Anime Man, we did another food challenge, this time with Gyoza. Oh, good God. I am never <laughs> eating food again. Honestly, it's just such a stupid challenge. Big lumps of gyoza. It was horrible. <laughs> right? Heavy gyoza, stuff, man. Heavy. Gyoza are known for being these sort of beautiful, crispy little shells filled with pork. And mm. they're wonderful. They're really nice. They go great with ramen. There's nothing better. Dipping a little crispy piece of gyoza into a, a nice like soy sauce vinaigrette. Uh, but this was a disaster. Each gyoza, we got 14 gyozas each, right? And each of those gyoza was worth, I think, 10 or 15 little gyoza. And <laughs> and because it's like, this, I mean, it, it, it kind of changes the flavour of it because to build a gyoza of that size and scale, to hold the pork in, they have to make the batter really thick. And so it has yes. this disgusting, chewy, cakey texture to it. It's a bit like, if you want to know what it tastes like, get a car tyre, cover it in soy sauce and vinegar, <laughs> and then bite into it. And that's probably still more appetising than the fucking gyoza I ate in this godforsaken video. I'm not doing a food challenge <laughs> ever again. I did very badly indeed, as I always do. But unlike Wank Sober, unlike uh, the ramen challenge, this one was actually, mm. like, just very unpleasant and very Too much. painful. Too much. 
It was well, too um, much. Yeah, I saw that uh, Joey uh, got his ears pierced. Did you not fancy joining him for that little challenge as well? The, the skin uh, boring challenge? Skin boring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, nah, it's not really. Have you, have you pierced I your got... ears? Surely you have. You're, you're cool. Never yeah. pierced my ears. I, I, uh, when I was 15, I think I pierced my... Was I 15? No, I would have. I don't think I was a bit older than that, to be honest. I pierced my tongue. Oh, um, oh. God, that God, that wrecked some damage. When I started doing radio, I, I still had a, a pierced tongue, but I could sort of really, you could really hear it clack around. Oh, my God. Uh, so I took it out. But, uh, yeah. Why I would think, you do that? I think I thought it made me look virile. Did that not? I, I mean, that, <laughs> I know. that makes me, I don't really want to talk about it, but, like, did that really hurt? It's just the idea. Well, you of got that, to say, I, the thing that thing. I mean, no, it didn't really hurt at all uh, when it went in, and it, it didn't hurt afterwards either. But you, um, like the hole stays around. It's not like your ear or anywhere else. Like it really does stick around. I could still get my uh, keyring through it. Like, oh, five years afterwards, up. six years. Shut up. No more. No Quite more. a neat party trick if no one's ever seen Ugh. that you'd had, you'd had your uh, tongue pierced before. Stuff that. That's awful. I don't really see the, the Stuff appeal. Stuff that. I don't know. I'm not cool enough to do that. I don't have a tattoo. No. I don't, don't right, have an ear piercing. I don't have a tongue piercing. I've got nothing. I'm rubbish. Get, look, do? if anyone email in... Um, Abroad, podcast at gmail.com. What should Chris get pierced? Everything's open for business from the Prince Albert to the nip nips. He's allowed <laughs> to get everything done. Oh, God. <laughs> and he's doing it for you, people. He's doing it for you. I was close to getting a tattoo, uh, I think a year or two ago. I remember we talked about it on the yeah. podcast quite a bit. It was like a running narrative. For weeks, people, <laughs> you guys sent in your suggestions, and we, I nearly nailed yeah. one down that I actually quite liked. It was a proverb that I thought about getting. Right. Then I realised it's a bit twatty doing a proverb. I don't know, it just feels... <laughs> twatty? I don't know, it just feels a bit, like, pretentious, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, right, okay. having a proverb on you. Unless you get the right one, which I don't think <laughs> right. I had. Uh, yeah, but, live, laugh, love. Uh, it's yeah. prosecco time. All that stuff. Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I probably get something, <laughs> and I'll just get something really tacky, like subscribe to Born Japan or something crap. I don't know. Be <laughs> awful. Uh, has got quite a nice tattoo. He's got a dolphin of all things, but he has to conceal. Oh, right, okay. And I think that's the main reason I haven't got a tattoo because it's just it, it does add a it layer of inconvenience, it? right? Yeah, it adds a layer of inconvenience yeah. to getting things done. So, for example, mm. whenever I film with Riotro, we have to hide the fact he's got a tattoo and so hmm. he's always like really awkwardly positioned in all of the videos where he's topless or I have to like stand in front of him <laughs> like a wall a human wall it's awful, it's awful. why is he why is he why does he have to hide it from the from the viewers uh, why is he hiding his uh, dolphin under a bushel I don't know I think because he works with the Japanese government quite often for the stuff he does and tourism right, and whatnot okay. and I see he doesn't want to Seven. Get that dolphin <laughs> yakuza out of here! If <laughs> 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 a yakuza had, a, had had his little cute dolphin on his arm, I don't know <laughs> how, how long he'd last. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Got a story here from JL from Boston this week. He says, "Hi, omelette the cream, Chris. God, omelette the cream. Ooh, I remember that. I've had that in ages. I learned mm. I learned my lesson after eating omelette the cream. <laughs> a uh, very bizarre dessert. Uh, omelette the cream, Chris, and Bakari sweet Pete." Bakari sweat peas. <laughs> Bakari nice. sweets. Like it. I'm thinking of sweets. Like I've got sweets on the mind. Uh, on our trip to Japan <laughs> from the US some eight years ago, my wife, my sister in law, uh, and I stumbled upon a melon bread stool, melon pan, while walking around Asakusa in Tokyo. 
We had heard about melon bread, and the smell coming from the stool was so amazing that we had to simply try it. There was no line, so we excitedly walked up and ordered two melon pan to share, but the strict man behind the counter told us we could only purchase one melon bread. We found this a bit odd, because the display was overflowing with melon bread, and he became visibly annoyed <laughs> that we were taking time to process what was happening. We don't speak Japanese, so to avoid prolonging a stressful situation, we just quickly paid, grabbed our order, and uh, rejectedly, dejectedly sorry, moved aside. The stool wasn't busy, and the display was obviously full, so we couldn't help but wonder if we, being foreigners, had just been the subject of discrimination. Melon bread discrimination, the worst Ooh. kind there is. Uh, <laughs> that feeling quickly went away when we saw the next customers, a group of maybe five Japanese girls uh, who were also allotted one melon bread each. The once, uh, the once giggling teenagers walked away looking absolutely depressed. What a horrible man, we thought. But admittedly, admittedly... A horrible man. Horrible man. <laughs> war, he's a war criminal. But admittedly, his melon bread was delicious. So delicious, in fact, that after a bit of wandering around, we sent my sister-in-law back to get another one, figuring that enough time and customers had passed for the strict man to loosen his grip. When she returned, she told us the man recognised her from earlier and refused to sell her any more melon bread. We were laughing. We couldn't believe it. Have you ever experienced this kind of rationing uh, in your time in Japan? Also, have you heard of this particular melon bread vendor in Asakusa who seems to live off the tears of his customers? Keep up the great work, guys. All the best. <laughs> JL from Boston. Bloody hell. That's a really weird... That's a, that's a top ten ridiculous story I think we've had hmm. in the last four years. Uh, what do you make of that, Pete? What are your thoughts? I must say, I, I think he just... He, I mean, people, they do have rationing here for, like, Pokemon cards and, like, special edition <laughs> items, right? Special edition things yeah. where there's a limited, ni- limited number of items. Maybe he thought, you know, I can only, make, I can only bake so much melon bread. I want, <laughs> I want everyone to taste the melon bread. I don't want to get... I don't want people to eat too much. I want to share it amongst the masses. Maybe it was a, a sort of nice communist, <laughs> socialist, melon, melon bread guy. Or he's just a dickhead. I don't know. What do you think, Pete? What's your thoughts? Expose I, the I think that this man is just not... Um, he's just not very... He may be a very good uh, baker, but goodness me, he is a terrible administrator. He's, he's just not big on his logistics. He's not odd enough flour and not odd enough melon and now he's in a situation where he has to restrict people from buying more than one blooming melon his money's as good as anyone's everyone's money's as good as everyone else's why give us more melon bread you idiot here, here, here. <laughs> it's almost like yeah. a drug dealer isn't it handing out drugs getting people addicted and there's yeah. like oh, you, want, you want more well you've got to pay the price he's getting people yeah, hooked to his delicious exactly. melon bread I must say I find <laughs> melon bread absolutely disgusting and I hate it why it's nice it's beautiful it's, I want some now it's disgusting I don't know where I get it's some. melons in bread yeah. it's bright green horrible crap disagree it's not good don't have it uh, Ryotaro loves it Ryotaro lives and dies by melon bread um, but melon I'm going to go to Asakusa sometime in uh, I'm going to go there sometime in March and I'm going to look for this melon bread man and I'm going to break the rules and I'm going <laughs> to film melon it bread man. I'm going to film it and blur his face out <laughs> as I attack him and try, not attack him but like just try and get my melon bread I don't want to that eat. melon bear. Get that melon bear to just smash a shop up. Remember melon bear? I remember melon bear. He's like a the yeah, tyrannical exactly. mascot from Hokkaido, right? Melon yeah, bear, frightening character. Good God! 
Anyway, what mm. we got the story this week, Pete? Cheer me up. What have we got? Cheer me up. Chris, me I didn't know. I didn't know this. I mean, I have uh, constant bad gut health. My stomach is constantly hurting. Uh, I do the vomits, the poopies, and the <laughs> lying around, going, "Ow, my stomach!" Because I am. Uh, an idiot. I eat badly. Eat really badly. I, um, yeah, I, I drink too much and I don't look after myself. So I'm constantly in stomach trouble. Um, but I didn't realise, but the Japanese are very into cleansing the digestive system. Uh, they're mm. very into controlling gut health by drinking hot water. Now, mm. I don't know what the difference is between a nice hot matcha tea, a nice hot cup of tea, uh, milky or otherwise, uh, c- compared to just drinking a, a bottle of hot water. But, um, yeah, the, the, the apparently um, in Japan they, they, they love drinking hot water to manage the digestive system, so to speak. And um, 7-Eleven is now catering to these desires of the hot water obsessive uh, by selling <laughs> bottles, just bottles of hot water, heated up water, Hot when you want it, have a drink, think about your life choices, and then buy something pleasant. Buy a Picari sweat that's cold and delicious. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're, they're now in 7-Elevens, they've, they've started selling um, natural spring water from Mount Tanegawa, a very high mountain on the border of Gunma mm. and Nagata uh, prefectures. And uh, this water is designed to be served hot, so you'll never find it in the refrigerated section. This is only for hot, and it's gentle on the body, according to the marketing bump. Uh, and, and the water's only ever sold hot, and it's, uh, at the moment, only been sold in 7-Eleven. It uh, it's, it's looks um, disgusting. It is your usual common or garden water, but it's, it's just hot, and it's on sale at 7-Eleven. Chris, would you drink it? Will you drink it now? You bet I wouldn't. It just seems like a waste of money. <laughs> it's a waste of money. Just get some bloody... You, you can get, like, free hot yeah. water from 7-Eleven anyway, from the kettle. They've got, like, a yeah, kettle, right? for the coffee. Because they use it for... Yeah. Well, no, not for coffee, but for, like, if you order um, ramen or cup noodles or whatever, you can actually prepare it in the 7-Eleven. Ah, I see. With a little right. hot water. Yeah. So you can just do that for free. Um, and life hacks there, Seven Eleven life hacks. A little bit nonsense, a little bit silly, but it'll probably sell very well because people go crazy for <laughs> bottled water. Uh, but like, I mean, hopefully it's not like onsen hot water, which is this really unpleasant tasting, sort of sulfuricy tasting. Uh, water. The first video I ever did with Ryotaro, I don't know if you saw it, years ago, back in 2016, Ryotaro and I went to this mm. traditional inn in Yonezawa. And in that video, it's a hot spring town, it's very prominent, it's very beautiful. There's a tap, and you can go up to the tap and get a little cup and drink from it. And he was like, oh, Chris, try the water from the tap. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I did it, and I was nearly like sick straight away. It was this very horrible, salty, sulfuric taste. Uh, smelt of like kind of <laughs> rotten eggs and it tasted like seawater and people drink that for their health in japan so when i heard about this i thought it was that but it's not that it's just it's just bloody hot it's just spring water that's hot and been warmed up mm. what a load of nonsense um yeah no i'm not buying it <laughs> no thank you how I, much I, is it is it is it I don't know, actually. I mean, Doesn't it's got. A bit, yeah, I've got, I've got no information. But the the reporter who went in, Mr. Sato, he uh, he 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 tried to compare the two different kinds of water, um, and he said that it was incomparable. He said it was overwhelmingly delicious. This hot water. So maybe. Just maybe, Chris, it doesn't taste just like you've forgotten to put a tea bag in a cup of, cup of uh, <laughs> tea. It, it just it, it might actually taste taste nice and do you some good, for crying out loud. Well, I mean, you'd be surprised, 
by how the temperature of a liquid really changes the flavor. I mean, take sake, yes. for instance. One of my favorite things is uh, atsukan. I think you've had it. I think, I, I think I've supplied you with atsukan when he, when he came here. <laughs> Atsu, atsui means like hot, of course. Atsukan is just sort of a, just means warm sake. And uh, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful mm. thing in winter having some warm sake, but it gives it a very different flavor and it, it tastes very different. And often you can drink uh, sake that's not delicious, uh, that's not mm. good. If you heat it up, it makes it a lot more drinkable. So if you if he you know if Pete Donaldson makes his own brand of sake anytime soon, heat it up and it might be drinkable. But I love that. I love that trying different sake. Whenever you go like sake tasting sessions, you try it at different temperatures and you get to sort of you get to experience the different flavors. Uh yeah. So maybe agree. it's the same with water. Although again that feels a little bit more like a, a, a ridiculous cash grab designed to, to con people out of their money. <laughs> But I don't know. I won't be yeah. trying. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll try it. If it's good, I'll try it. And I know Mount Tanagawa has got the second longest tunnel in Japan. The second longest car tunnel in Japan <laughs> runs under this mountain. So the water must oh, taste great, water. right? All the exhaust yeah. fumes, uh, in the tunnel. Yeah. Nice. Soaking through the ground <laughs> into, this, into this beautiful water. Yes, it's probably got a very nice flavour. Nice leady <laughs> flavour. We'll be back with the fax machine and your stories and questions, guys, in just a moment. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week uh, from our listeners? Mr. Donaldson. We got one from Lauren, writing from Maryland in the US of A. I'm a recent graduate from university and I've been fortunate to land a job as a contractor for NASA. Wow, 
Specifically, I uh, monitor a satellite that basically shoots space lasers down onto Earth to measure its topography. I think I read about that on QAnon. Um, I've been attempting to hunt for this satellite in the night sky uh, since some satellites are visible as slow-moving shooting stars depending on their size. Unfortunately, I've had little success due to light pollution from some cities nearby. It got me thinking if this is an issue for Japanese stargazers with light pollution from major metropolitan areas like Tokyo or Osaka. Uh, On that subject, is stargazing popular in Japan? Have a good one, Lauren. I mean, like... I have noticed a marked difference uh, in the sky uh, since moving out of London and mm. even moving into, uh, into Hertfordshire as well. Um, it's just different gravy looking up into sky when it's uh, when it's dark. It's just you cannot you see, see anything from London when surely. you're in when you're in London. No, you can't. It's too much light pollution. Yeah. But it's just uh, yeah. It's uh, and and I would say with the stargazing being popular in Japan, I. Surely it has to be as popular as anywhere else because mm. uh, in all of the shops there's just so many blooming um, binoculars for sale. Not binoculars. Um, what do you call them? Big guys. Big uh, telescopes. Big guys. Big telescopes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know anybody that does stargazing in Japan, to be fair. What I do know is it's very hard to see the stars in Tokyo and Osaka. Even here in Sendai, it's, it's pretty much impossible yeah. to see anything good. However, I was at a hot spring in... Um, place called Zao about about an hour outside of Sendai maybe half an hour 40 minutes Uh, I went there the other day and uh, I went to this uh, Ryokan and they had a stargazing spot on the reef and I was like oh I'll go and have a look I'll go and try it on and I went up there and I swear to god it was the best view I've ever had of the night sky I saw the entire galaxy I saw the entire Milky Way I didn't realise you could kind of see you could sort of make out the Milky Way if you look up into the yes. sky on the on the right day with the right conditions. I'd never seen it until this point, and I was like in yeah. awe of the beauty of space and time and existence. And then I went and ate some chicken and had some potatoes. But like, it was great. I was amazing. I actually, from that point on, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is cool. I need to come out into the mountains more to see it. So the good thing about Japan, obviously, we've got some of the biggest cities on the planet biggest cities in the galaxy in Japan but because it's a very mountainous country uh, we can get out into the mountains and it does mean that you can see the stars uh, when you get outside so that's cool and mm. um, yeah I'd, I'd kind of want to go out again I, I honestly it was insane I didn't know you could see the galaxy that clearly uh, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, can, can you? Yeah, can well, you, for like you know, I've, just just I've Chris, looked up and seen looking stars. at the floor. <laughs> the thing about Japan is there's just so much interesting stuff to look at on the floor, like on the your, floor. Your, your, your 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 little sewer access um, <laughs> plates. What they called sewer sewer grates. What they call those little Pokemon painted sewer yeah, 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 um, lids covers. Sewer, sewer lids. Manhole covers. Manhole I think they call it in the UK. But um, yeah, like you're looking at them all the time. Looking at the sweet rappers in the street. You know, looking at the faces of the people around you what you need to do is take take some time out chill out mate and have a look up just take a second put down that smartphone put down that red camera and just get a peep, <laughs> get your peepers on the milky way baby <laughs> it's good it, honestly it, it's, it, it is, was a game yeah. changer i'd love to go out yeah. to um the atacama desert in chile and uh, have a look have a proper look that's on the agenda or anywhere mm. Or Wales. Wales is easier, maybe. Uh, we got one here. <laughs> Wales in the UK, that is. Not physically Wales in the sea. Riding the whales like fucking... <laughs> sort of mental fishermen. Hello, punctilious... <laughs> punctilious... What is this word? Hello, punctilious Pete. What? 
punctilious crispy and congenial crisp. Am I on time? Does that what that means? I don't really know. I mean, you certainly aren't on time. I don't think you've ever ever been Um, on time. It's this is this is not nonsense. What does it mean? The problem is, though, Chris, I've got a... Uh, yes, uh, showing great attention to detail or correct behaviour. Correct. That Bollocks. sounds exactly like me. It's me, quite frank, Nate from Arizona. Nate from Arizona is being ironic. Uh, he continues. <laughs> I have a question regarding, in my humble opinion, the greatest store presently on the face of the earth ever, which is, of course, Costco. I have discovered <laughs> that Japan has multiple Costco locations located throughout the country, from Tokyo and Osaka, mm. and even one up in Sapporo. Have you been to Costco in Japan? Do Japanese people shop there? Do you have the full rotisserie chicken for $5, <laughs> like in America? Is it paradise on earth? Pete, do you spend your weekends meandering through the crowded aisles of Costco in England? Thank you for the great laughs. Keep it up, guys. All the best. Nate from Arizona. Pete, what do you think of Costco? Is it your favourite thing? I think I think they're one of those kind of... Um, it's kind of like a home furnishings and a little bit of food store. It's got a bit of everything. It's like a department store, isn't it? But it's in yeah, a big yeah. sort of warehouse. Right, OK. I'm just looking at the Japanese version. You don't know what um, Costco is? So... Not, um, I mean, I've heard of it. I think it's just a big outlet store, isn't it? You can just buy yeah. whatever you bloody want, basically. Bulk buying. Yeah. You can do like bulk buying there. Um, I've never yeah. really been a fan of it, but there is one in Sendai, and I have used it recently. Uh, they've started doing like, you can get uh, Costco delivered to your apartment or whatever, and uh, I, start, right. I did get the rotisserie chicken, and it is exceptional. <laughs> it's a freshly roasted chicken, which you just don't do not get in Japan, right? A full roasted chicken. Yeah. Uh, when I, you know, I've, I've had that over Christmas when I couldn't get a turkey or food that was good. I got a rotisserie chicken. It was amazing. And also, you can get uh, British mature cheddar cheese, which is incredibly difficult to find here. Uh, you can get a really nice cheese at a reasonable price. So I love Costco yeah. for that reason alone, yeah. even though I've never been there in person. <laughs> I don't know where it is. It's somewhere in Sendai. Don't know where. I just get it sent to my home. The cheese and chicken. You can comes buy in like, computers, contact lenses, watches, um, tissues, rings. You can buy everything. Wow, you really can. You can get your, uh, your ear um, amplifiers oh, done. Ovens, you can buy sausage. Oh, it's amazing. Like uh, Codro. I'm just looking. I'm blown away by the array of stuff you can buy at uh, Japanese Costco. <laughs> and the UK. I mean, I, I, I don't want you yeah. getting some sort of addiction to Costco. A lot of people like it because you can get, like, you can do some seriously hardcore bulk buying. And I think in the UK, right, you have to register. Okay. Originally, you had to be a business to register. Yeah. It's, like sort, of, it's like sort of cash and carry, isn't it? Yeah, 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 pretty much. Pretty That's much. what they call it, isn't it? Yeah, you've got to have a membership card or some bollocks. You do. <laughs> Is you there do. one near me? There's not one near me. There's one in... There's one in Chingford. Oh, where's that one? It's yeah. very far There's away. one kind of near me. In Dartford. There's one near da- the Dartford Crossing. There you go. go Get yourself down Costco. Yeah, okay. Get your rotisserie chicken, cool. which you can buy in literally every supermarket in the UK. Uh, we've got one here from James in Ireland. He says, hello, Chris and Pete. I've just finished reading Tokyo Vice on recommendation from Chris. It was a great read, and I've also bought The People Who Eat Darkness. So I'm looking forward to reading it. Mm. Uh, I wanted to know if there were any Japanese crime novels that you would recommend. I was never really interested in reading, but I think I found a genre that I enjoy reading, and I'd love to keep it up. Keep up the good work. James in Ireland. Have you read either of those books, Pete? Have you? Do you know what, what they're about? I've read Tokyo Vice. Mm. I've not read The People Who Eat Darkness, which is about... Is that, it was a murder of a woman. Was that the Bath of Sand uh, guy? Um, I, hope to, I don't want to, mis- no, to no. sound uh, callous and, 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 and... No, 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 that was, but, uh, that was a different one. Right. 
that was that was right, the same okay. well, um, murders. Oof. Yeah, Go yeah, on. they 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 do kind of specialise in some particularly in strange stuff. Um, no, but uh, talking about his goods, uh, you told me that he was a bit of a bit of a uh, Walter in 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 some ways. Um, uh, the bloke who wrote that, but uh, he uh, but he, he he knows how to write a book. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Didn't mind it. Did not mind it, mate. I've I've, no, I've never met the writer. Uh, I think I've spoken to him once or twice. He seems like an all right, an all right bloke. Um, he's certainly a very good writer. Uh, James Jake mm. and uh, yeah, I I actually uh, he Ken Watanabe is in the upcoming HBO series Tokyo Vice, uh, and I had to sort of put that. But it, well, I, I put that in the documentary that's coming out with Ken eventually right, one okay. day in the in the next billion years. Uh, I shouted that out. It looks quite good, to be fair. It'll be very interesting to see how they adapted um, Tokyo Vice, the book, into a TV mm. series. But, uh, yeah, I know uh, they've been trying to develop it for years. Originally, Daniel Radcliffe was going to be in it, playing Jake Adelstein, and um, and then he, <laughs> he didn't. And he's not, it's not Jake, it's not Harry, it's not Daniel Radcliffe, it's um, Ansel Elgort right. now. Uh, oh. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But um, I'll certainly be trying mm. to watch it. Even though you can't get HBO in Japan, so that's going to be fun trying to work that one out. Um, the People Who Eat Darkness is a very good book. Um, I do recommend reading that. As for other crime novels, no, I, I, they're pretty much the only books I've read. <laughs> I did read um, Ghosts of the Tsunami. That's a very good mm. book. It's written by the same guy who wrote The People Who Eat Darkness, Richard Lloyd Parry. And uh, it's a very good book about um, how a, a basically an, an entire school... In a in a town not too far from here, were wiped out by the tsunami, uh, tragically, after some very bad managerial decisions. It's it's heartbreaking. It's horrible. It's terrible, um, and mm. it shows you a fatal flaw in how sometimes Japanese people get things done and don't think for themselves and do groupthink. Um, this school, there's basically Okawa Elementary School, was right next to a mountain. The tsunami happened. They could have escaped to the mountain. It was right there by the school. They could have got to safety. But for some f- stupid reason, the teachers led them onto a bridge and they were all swept away. And I think 95% of the, the population of the school were wiped out. Horrible story. Yeah. Um, but very bridge. well written book. Sorry? Didn't we see that bridge? I thought we saw that bridge. I thought we saw you, Yeah, we... we I, I think I might have taken you we there. We, we went past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, really, really sad stuff, but a very well-written yeah. book. Um, but People Who Eat Darkness, essential reading. And Tokyo Vice is mm. um, is a very good book as well. Um, keep the mm. stories, questions, comments coming in to a Japan podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be back later in the week, guys. Do it all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out there in the big wide world, stay safe, have a good one, and we'll see you in the next few days. Do it all over again, right back here in the Broad Japan podcast. Bye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, 
edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com